just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Tape Warner King and I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Wiggins. Now I can't tell if that echo is in fact Jess's voice or my headphones because we've got a bit of an echo already going on in our headphones here in the studio. You'll never know. It was me. It was my voice. It's my favourite thing to do. I do it every week. I just do it quietly. I'm hearing double. Four crusties. <laughs> yes. And then I, I noticed um, someone left an iTunes review on us recently, which we appreciate if anyone ever does that. And it was like, um, comes with a free Simpsons reference every episode. <laughs> so there we go, our contractual obligation. Very early on there. Very early, just nailing it, getting it, getting shit done. All right. All right. Uh, Hoorah. The question this week, Dave, and just to explain to people who don't know, what's the question about again? Well... Somehow, the I don't know if we've ever explained this, but the first episode we ever did was on the Mona Lisa. And to get onto the topic, I decided to ask a question. And then 124 weeks later, we have just kept that tradition up. Okay. So- Matt just wanted you to say we ask a question. You didn't have to put in a brag there about how it was your idea. <laughs> Oh, but it wasn't my idea. I believe it was whoever's report was number two just to continue the tradition. So Matt's idea. Oh, oh okay. Dad, you really flipped that on me. Yeah. Dear, now I'm not mad at you. <laughs> there's plenty of praise for all of us. Good idea, Matt. Okay, can I have some? Uh, there's plenty of, plenty of praise for two of us. Mm, fair enough. That would have been better if I'd said plenty instead of plenty. So <laughs> anyway. Uh, and uh, Matt's written a report on a topic. Jess and I don't know what it is about. It's been suggested by a listener, I assume. Yes, it has. <laughs> I'm just from... Yes, just remembering, I've got to look that up. All right. <laughs> uh, the question is this week, Dave and Jess, hands on buzzers. Okay. Oh, names of buzzers. Which creature is known for uh, the Black si- Lagoon. That's a, that's not a creature, that's a lagoon. <laughs> so you from, from idiot. Black lagoon. I didn't say which. No, sorry, my buzzer is uh, Black Lagoon. Okay. And so <laughs> your answer is. It's <laughs> a weird. Which creature? Fat man. Funnily enough, my buzzer is uh, gone with the wind. <laughs> Jess, and then your answer? Was that you buzzing in or testing your buzzer? Mine was also a test, so please don't. Yeah, mine was a test. Both tests. All right. New rule. Let me get the question out before you buzz in. Okay. Interesting. Well, Interesting you should turn rule. the buzzers off before the question finishes. Well, hands off buzzers again and then put them on when I finish the question. Okay. okay you tell us when you finish the question. You finish the question with hands on buzzers. Okay. Okay. Black Lagoon. Sorry, me again. <laughs> Sorry. Can't take, be your, take your fucking hand off the buzzer. Question is, which creature is known for the size of one of their body parts more than any other? Uh. Oh. <laughs> what are you thinking? Black, Black Lagoon. Is it a, is it Farlap? 
Oh, good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Giant horse pee. We've also, it's been in the hat. It has, and we talked about Valve a couple of weeks ago for some reason. <laughs> I think that was your guess, Pat, for one of my topics. Heart the size of Farlap. No, very good guess though. Jess? So sorry, it's known more for the size of its It's an body awfully part, written question. Rather than it being a thing. Yes. Okay. I don't understand your question as much <laughs> as I don't understand <laughs> my question. Yours. Is it so it's about the oh, elephant tusks. <laughs> okay. Well no, it's a particular kind of creature. Okay. And it is known for having a large body part. And Black Lagoon, I can't help but feel you just restated the exact same question, but more slowly, and somehow thinking that we'd understand. <laughs> yeah, you emphasised yeah, different you're like, parts of the sentence. You're like, I don't worry about it. Um, I'll rephrase the question. I'll uh, I'll put it, a clue in there. Its whole name yes. is about how big oh, this song. Black Lagoon is <laughs> a Bigfoot. Yes, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Uh, Was the question, does the question make sense now? Yeah, Still yeah. not really. Sorry, Still not everybody. Really, no. It's everyone at home. I've never really thought about Does it have big feet? Well, yeah. But like abnormally big feet or something that uh, I actually don't know what Bigfoot is. Is it a gorilla man? Well, you're going to tell us. We hope. Um, fuck, that's a, that's a big task. Of, task yeah, I want with. solid evidence okay. in this report. <laughs> um, look, I want to be convinced. It's interesting because there's so much... I was thinking it was going to be like the Mothman, like there was one origin story and it sort of came out from there. But this is something that goes back centuries. Mm. There's legends of... Anyway, let's do the report. Of big feet. What is Bigfoot is uh, what I've written here. Bigfoot is a big hairy humanoid creature who is thought by some to inhabit wilderness areas in North America, especially and especially (laughs) the Pacific Northwest. While the term Bigfoot was first recorded in the 1950s, there had been stories of similar creatures prior to this for centuries. According to an article on todayifoundout.com by (laughs) Emily Upton, stories of a wild man existed among the Native Americans of the Pacific Northwest long before white colonists moved in. Versions of Bigfoot ranged from a harmless giant who stole fish from fishermen's nests and nets to cannibalistic monsters living on mountain peaks. These stories varied from tribe to tribe and even from family to family, which meant that Bigfoot had a lot of different names. Only in, in well, obviously since the 50s has the Bigfoot name sort of taken over, especially in, of course, in North in, America. As the in my family's name is Big Peen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, various family to family, of course. Yeah, still also no hard evidence of that existing. A lot uh, of hard evidence in Big Peen. Oh, God, that's awful. Um, awfully good. Awfully hard. The most common names now, though, are relatively modern. Uh, Bigfoot, obviously from the 50s, and Sasquatch, which is is actually, it comes from a much older word. It comes from the Native American Halkamalim word Sasquets. Sounds like a cool band name. Yeah, I think it's quite an old name. Um, but Sasquatch was sort of like taken from that in mm. the 20s. Um, Sasquatch is a cool band, yeah. right? Big band. I've seen them before. They're pretty good. Melbourne band. Um, oh, you're so- saying Sasquet. Yes, yeah, Sasquet. Oh, like like the Rockets, you know. Yeah. The Sasquets. It's cool. That is cool. Sasquatch are also. Let's do it. Okay. No, I agree. Let's start a band again. Again? did we, we do but, it last week? Yeah. Well, we started a band and then I assume when you said again, then we must have broken up somewhere in there. Yes. Remember we were looking for a drummer? 
Oh, that's right. And I completely forgot that Al from Two and a Thing Tank. Oh, yeah, he tweeted that. Oh, is that why he tweeted that? Yeah. Right. He's he like, I played the drums. I thought it was just a brag. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was well. being... No, it's because we were looking for a drummer. I thought he was being totes random, but... Yeah, that's so Al. So, anyway, according to this article, Bigfoot is described by believers as being between six and eight feet tall with a large forehead and pronounced brow, like a caveman's. Okay. And a r- Wait, six and eight foot? Mate, you're over six foot. No, I'm, I'm even six even. Come on, mate. Even look, I don't know. I haven't measured myself in a while. Don't point fingers like that. So he's got a big forehead, but he's called Bigfoot. Yeah, I know. Bit rough, right? Uh, no syllables. And so. a rounded, crested head like a gorilla's. He is covered in brown or red hair, oh, oh, and has enormous feet <laughs> that are his namesake, with the biggest estimation at a whopping two feet long by eight inches wide. That's his feet. Yeah. Two, his feet are two feet, which I also have two feet. But <gasps> He's I don't know seeing double here, four feet. <laughs> uh, there are legends of similar creatures all around the world. For instance, you guys might have heard of the Yeti or Abominable Snowman of Nepal. <laughs> yes, which Jess can't say. But how do you say it, Jess? I can. I just have to imagine a bomb inside a bull. Abominable. Um, oh, yeah, someone t- anyway, someone Abominable. Good tip. Very deliberate, but it still works. Apparently, it's known as the abominable snowman due to a poor translation of a uh, word mato kangmi, which would have more accurately translated as man bear snowman, which I love way more. <laughs> I like it. Man, two man in it. Man bear snowman. I love how it's bookended by man. Yeah, that's good stuff. Do you think? I just had this thought. What do you think about a new game for kids? It's not Duck Duck Goose. It's Man Bear Snowman. <laughs> that. So if you get called a man, but for the second time, you you're it. I guess so. Man bear. I only said man once. Stay still. Uh, there's also it's the strange. <laughs> yeah, it's a confusing game, which is what I like about it. Uh, the there are also the Almas of Central Asia, which are hadn't heard of before, or the Chachanya of S- Siberia, hmm. the Mapanguari of South America, apologies for all these pronunciations, and the Yowies and Yahoos of Australia. <laughs> I forgot about Yowies. Uh, to our overseas listeners that are probably not aware of Yowie power, mm-hmm. which was for a while they had a sort of kinder surprise knockoff type thing where it was a Yowie, yep. a, a chocolate Yowie, and inside was a, a toy you build, much like a kinder, kinder surprise. Yep. Man, I so, loved those. I was really more of a Kinder Surprise girl. Really? Oh, well, I'm a Yowie. Yowie boy. Yeah, I'm a Yowie boy. And the only Yahoo I know of is Yahoo Serious. yeah. And .com. Great point, yes. It was a, I think it's an old, that was used as a, and maybe it comes from this, where like these bloody Yahoos, if you're mm. talking about if some people are a bit, you know, rowdy or something. Check out these Yahoos. Check out these Yowies. <laughs> nah, never heard it. Nah. I'm starting it. <laughs> okay. You bloody yowies. <laughs> so there, there are these legends all around the world, right? The only continent apparently that doesn't have one is Antarctica. Aww. Yeah, I know, a bit rough. Is that because no people live there to make something up? Or to have seen it. Oh, um, okay. Yep. I stand, well, I stand by what I said. <laughs> I really, I really hope, I don't know, if, I hope it happens organically, but I really hope at least one of you is right on board with these guys being real because I am anyway. Spoilers, of course, I am. Yeah, yeah, I know that was almost ridiculous. Of course, they're real. What a stupid thing to say. <laughs> You're doing a report on a real thing, yeah. No, that's I'm not gonna sit here and talk about something that's made up. 
<laughs> would I waste everyone's time? What a waste of time that would be. Never done that before. This is actually, this is kind <laughs> Santa of... Santa Claus. <laughs> Mothman. <laughs> I think this might be our third in a trilogy of cryptozoology reports. Recap for us. Mothman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loch Ness Monster. Ah. This, ah, great. This current one we're doing now, the Bigfoot. What about the Yule Lads? Uh, no, they're uh, crypto... Crypto boys? Crypto boyology, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Though the Pacific Northwest and North California in particular, I really wanted to say North Carolina, I guess, because I keep talking about those fucking Michael Jordan jo- shorts. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, yeah, apparently that's... That they're the most specific areas where um, known as Bigfoot hotspots in North America. They do have others and other myths across North America as well um, with some great names like the Ohio Grassman. Oh, no. That's, that's got to be officially our favourite. <laughs> I mean, but, don't call it too I early. I was going to say. Yeah. Unless it's like the, the Gary Gary Man you or something. You're calling it early. So the, so the Ohio Grassman's uh, said to roam grasslands north of Akron. Selling pot. Ohio. Yeah. I mean, how tall is the grass going to be for him to hide it? Yeah, no, that's the, that's the wild thing about it, right? Surely... Everyone else is, you know, in the snow or in the forest or whatever or some. What about this one, Momo the monster? Yeah, come on, Dave. You called it way too early. Momo Grass the man. monster. A hairy beast with a pumpkin-shaped head from Missouri. Ooh, come on. Okay. I love the pumpkin-shaped head. Momo's cute, though. Yeah. Momo the monster. It sounds like an entertainer. Yeah. Uh, Are kids still scared of him? <laughs> Sesame Street. He's on Sesame Street. I, I really do think this is my favourite, although I do agree with Dave. Probably a, the podcast official one would be the Ohio Grassman. I think my unofficial favourite <laughs> uh, named book, Bigfoot-type beast uh, is Florida's Skunk Ape. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? Is he a skunk or an ape? <laughs> also known as Stink Ape <laughs> and Swamp Cabbage Man. <laughs> Man, why? According, wait, to- <laughs> is he like, is it swamp cabbage? Like, what's the grouping here? Are they separate words, three separate words, or is it like swamp cabbage man? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I read it. Uh, it was written in three different words. So I read mm. it as lives in the swamp, smells like cabbage, looks kind of like, like a, a man. man. Yeah, it's no. he's not a man who looks small hands. No, no, no. smells of cabbage. In my my reading was it's a man who eats the swamp. Lives in a cabbage, smells like a man. Yes. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. That's one of the big mysteries. How does it could he eat a swamp? Just be a man who's drank a lot of swamp water. I, I, I did write a little bit down um, from animalplanet.com about the skunk cape. Apparently, it gets. <laughs> I mean, if it's on animalplanet.com, it's got to be real. Sure. <laughs> uh, Dave, you're convincing to believers. It's not called cryptomadeupshit.com, <laughs> which, right. Coincidence is also my new homepage. <laughs> uh, so apparently, according to that website, the name Skunk Ape comes from the creature's appalling smell. Oh. One relatively recent sighting of the Skunk Ape occurred in May of 2011 where a fishing guide and two of their clients were cruising along a mangrove swamp when they spotted something at first, thinking it was your average animal, like a feral hog uh, or bear. <laughs> what, a, what a country. <laughs> Just, okay. your, just your average feral hog <laughs> swimming in the swamp. Oh, don't worry about that there. That's just a, uh, just a feral 
Dr. Farrell. Oh, whatever I said about back. <laughs> I'm going to take him out with a couple of bullets and my trigger gun. Trigger my trigger gun. gun. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a trigger gun and a non-trigger gun. The non-trigger gun's shooting all the time. I can't make this <laughs> With the trigger gun, I got, I got a bit more choice. <laughs> but with the non-trigger gun, sometimes uh, I don't have to reload. <laughs> yeah. I call them break hours. I got a 10 minute break. Then I put the bullets back in and start shooting those feral pigs. I'm talking about. But as they got closer, <laughs> they realized it was something else entirely. Describing it as a wide, as describing it as wide as a side by side refrigerator freezer <laughs> with a muscular torso, a ZZ top beard, <laughs> and a hairless forehead. The creature stared at them for about 15 seconds and then made a guttural harumph or snort <laughs> and walked away into the mangroves, according to the Animal at Planet article. At this stage, article. it's just sounding like Zave Michaelides in the morning, you know? Uh, just like not much hair on top, but a lot on the beard. And one of the stars of the Kentucky Fried Chatton podcast <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with a uh, review Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> go, and go and check that. It's very funny. <laughs> nice short episodes, bite size. Um, but apparently, if you don't want to eat KFC, apparently don't listen to it because you'll eat KFC. Yeah, even though I don't know if they necessarily make it sound all that good. <laughs> the most recent episode I saw them post today, they review a refresher towelette. <laughs> I haven't Very heard that one. Good. Another example is the Fook monster. It's oh, fuck. It's a fuck monster. F O U K E. That's a fuck, that's fuck monster. A fuck monster. A fuck monster. That's a, that's a f- fuck a. Also known as the Boggy Creek monster. Boggy Creek. Or the Southern Sasquatch. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and it is seen around the town of Fouquet. Fouk, Fouk, Arkansas. It's a fuck monster. The most, town of fuck. The most famous of these sightings occurred on May the 2nd, 1971, at the home of Bobby and Elizabeth Ford. The Fords had only recently moved into the house and reported that the creature terrorized them, even reaching in through a window before being chased away by Bobby and his brother. This didn't deter it for long, though, as it returned later in that night. Bobby had a gun and he shot at the beast, believing that he got it. But a significant search occurred and scratches and footprints were found, but a body nor blood never was. Ooh. This sounds like a job for Scooby-Doo. Raggy? And the mystery machine. And it turns out that it was the owner of the uh, amusement park all along. I reckon that's And he would have got away chance. with it too. If it wasn't for those pesky kids. If it wasn't for that gun you shot me with. <laughs> Fuck. Um, this story caught the attention of local media and many more reportings of sightings uh, occurred over the next few years. And also many movies have been made about the creature, including 1972's The Legend of Boggy Creek. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a real box office hit. <laughs> and, and the follow-up, 1985's Boggy Creek 2. And the legend continues. It was like 13 years later. Yeah, there was one in between, but this was the direct, fo- like, this right. was the sequel. How many Academy Awards did that win? Oh, uh, countless. Countless. I wow. did not count them. <laughs> uh, but as of today, no definitive proof has been found. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. Just dropped a drink bottle. <laughs> Don't do that to me. I'm getting a little dry. Well, you can start that sentence again. Uh, but as of today, no definitive proof has been found of the Fouquet monster. Fuck monster. Sorry, the fuck monster. Honestly. 
Uh, this topic isn't about the Boggy Creek monster, though, or the Funk Monster. Oh, the Funk Monster is a very <laughs> different thing. <laughs> or the Skunk Cave. It's about Bigfoot, right? An entirely different. What's Bigfoot's favourite genre? Of foreign films. <laughs> oh, of foreign films. Yeah. Um, is, he, is he a Bollywood fan? Docos. Loves a foreign oh. foreign language doco. Okay. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you about a few of the most famous Bigfoot stories. Um, the first ba- dates back to the early part of the 20th century, even before the term Bigfoot was even coined. Uh, this story is about a man named Albert Ostman, and comes again from AnimalPlanet.com. These guys love the Bigfoot stories. I don't think <laughs> again that- if it's on AnimalPlanet.com, it's a thing. Is it an animal? Is it on our planet? Yes. <laughs> ticks, ticks both boxes. Two yeses. <laughs> Two solid yeses. Such a cute little yes. Like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate. (laughs) Ostman was a lumberjack who was out camping in British Columbia in Canada in 1924. One night when he was tucked up in bed sleeping in his tent, the next thing he knew he was being carried away, still in his sleeping bag, by a family of Bigfoots. He was having a dream. A family. I'm Do sure... you call them big feet? I was going to say, <laughs> that must have been discussed before. I think it's big foots. It's got to be. It can't be big feet. Like moose. Yeah. or <laughs> Big moose. We care about a big moose. Yes. It's much like a big moose. Big foots, maybe. Yeah, oh. big foots could work. <laughs> big shoes. Well, that's that's a, yeah. Good. Thank you. There's no wrong answers here. Yeah, so, no, I was, except... about to, I was about to block. And I thought, no, that's what Jess does. I'm an enabler. Mm. I will I will ruin things by letting it happen. <laughs> a very different thing indeed. Um so so the family of Bigfoots included a father Bigfoot, a mother Bigfoot, a daughter Bigfoot, and a son Bigfoot. Okay, he could tell the gender of them. Why well, they weren't wearing clothes. So the the girl ones had big eyelashes and were wearing skirts. Yes, yes, they didn't have clothes on their eyes. <laughs> very easy to tell. I think if what you're saying is gender is fluid and it, and it can't be determined by genitals, then yes, you're right. This is a very old school way of looking at it. So what you're saying there is they weren't wearing clothes, so the the girl ones had like breasts. I'm look. I don't know. I haven't spoken to Ostman personally. Why not? He always I ran out of time, and hey, he's long dead. The girl one had a pink bow in her hair, so it's like, oh, that's the daughter. And the dad was wearing a tie and a bowler hat. Ebola hat. That sounds. <laughs> Dangerous. What a badass. E- Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> so he was slung over uh, one of their shoulders. Um, Ostman was taken on a bit of a hike, which apparently took multiple hours before he was put down. At the t- do you reckon you're yelling or do you just end up just, just taking it? And you're what? like, all right, whatever. It's amazing because like, it, they didn't wake him up until he was already on the journey. Like them getting into his tent. Chucking him up on the shoulder, bouncing along. A heavy sleeper. So he wakes up mid-bounce. Mid-bounce. That's crazy. I reckon my first thought would be, what is going on? My first thought would be. Do you think? I don't know what you would think. That is a great first thought. My first thought is, I've got to see these four animals' genitals so I can tell (laughs) what gender they are when I get back to tell them. So I can assume their gender. And also that they're a family. Yeah. Can't they just all be friends of different ages and, and different... Different bits and pieces. Absolutely. Thank you. No, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the family didn't 
seem to want to hurt him. Sorry to say family. I'm just going along with no, his. No, that's fine. Yeah, of course. Because load of BS story. <laughs> Obviously, everything else is definitely real, just not necessarily the fact that they're a family. Anyway, the family didn't seem to want to hurt him, but apparently somehow made it clear that he wasn't allowed to leave. Apparently, the family communicated with grunts, and uh, Ostman remained kidnapped for the next few days before he came up with an escape plan. This was his plan. He'll tunnel his way out. <laughs> I'll never suspect that. Just, this is in the right. middle. They're, they're all, watching him. They're deep. huddled around him. I don't think these creatures have uh, understood the mechanics of tunneling. They won't know where I'm going. What's happening? He's very slowly disappearing what? into the earth. Why is he going down? How's he going down? Some sort of elevator? Yeah, they know elevators. Yeah. Oh, they're not, not digging holes. Fucking hell, man. Don't be... I mean, I don't want to patronize yeah. your friends. Uh, so his his plan included involved. Well, it it didn't include it entirely. Was this was his whole plan was getting Papa Bigfoot to consume an entire tin of snuff, mm. which is some like the only time I've ever seen snuff was at Oktoberfest, where some of the German um, Bigfoots were um, put. Sorry. Um, Adult male humans um, <laughs> were, were putting it in that little nook in their hand. What do you yep. call that bit? Is that the nook? Yeah, it can be a nook. Snuff nook. And then they just like snort it up. I think maybe it's like tobacco or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it, it's some it sort of a... It has a similar hit to a tobacco. I yeah, it's like a like an, a little energy boost. Anyway, so he he got the, the dad Bigfoot to, to have all the tin and he did, uh, which made him bend over in pain, incapacitating him, allowing Ostman to escape. What about the other three? Well, I guess they were tending to the to the dad. Sure. They're a love. They're, they're a, a loving family. family. Yep. Ever heard of one, Jess? Actually, now that I think about it, mm. the exact same makeup of, as your family. Yeah. Where were you in 1924? A mama and a papa and a and a boy and a girl. Yeah, we're a perfect family. Thank you. That's not quite what I said. She didn't answer. She did. Very not suspicious. Yeah, very slippery. Anyway, uh, on with the report, I guess. Uh, <laughs> It's um, not to get bogged down in details. Yeah. So in time, uh, he made it home. It took quite a while. Obviously, he had to figure out where he was. And obviously, pretty tired. He had no snuff to keep him going. When? How long do you reckon before you'd tell someone about this incident? Well, you'd be missing for a few days, so you'd probably have to t- tell explain them, yeah. your your absence. Yeah, probably about fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was yeah. thinking of something similar. Jess, how long would it take you? Um, I I don't know, and I'm I try to be quite polite and ask people like say hi, how are you, how's yes. your day. I think in this case I would skip that. Yep. I reckon yeah, under fifteen. Uh, well, Let's be honest, Jess, you'd put it in an Instagram story. I think. He... Oh fucking yes, I would. <laughs> she I think he um he might have made some small talk because he didn't tell anyone for about three decades. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And he and this was because I, I guess I guess again I didn't get a chance to call him up, but I I'm guessing he was embarrassed about the story, thought people wouldn't believe him, and he only came forward when other stories started coming out oh. in the fifties. About this, this does remind me of the story of Loch Ness. Yes, when they didn't tell anyone for many many years, and they seem to remember that it was a sunny Sunday. Yes, <laughs> all the details, though it could have been a log or an otter. Or a Monday. And One it of those could have been three. raining. 
The legend of Bigfoot didn't really hit the wider public's consciousness until the late 1950s when a man named Gerald Crewe discovered a set of big footprints. Oh. Which were soon known as Bigfoot footprints. Oh. An article about these footprints is legitimately where the name Bigfoot originated from. According to an article archived online, uh, it was titled... Giant footprints puzzle residents along Trinity River. Catchy title. Got them in. I love it. Punchy. Uh, it was written by Andrew Ginzoli. Big fan of his work. And I, I read it as quoted in the Times Standard. On August 27th, 1958, Crew and his road construction crew, Crew and the crew, found the footprints on the site where they were working in Bluff Creek, California. Bluff sounds a lot like snuff. <laughs> Coincidence. I think so. Also a word for making things up. Yeah, that was, that's what I thought when I heard fluff. I'm like, well, clearly. Yeah, uh, no, nah, me too. We all thought the same yeah. joke and I purposefully went a different way. Smart comedy. Always yeah. go the third or fourth option. Or even, in this case, seventh or eighth. Yeah. The footprints were found in Bullshitville <laughs> right next to Prank Town. <laughs> Ah, prank, which sounds a little bit like spank. Oh, seventh option there. Crew made plaster casts of the prints and took them into the Humboldt Times newspaper, who went on to report on the discovery. Attached to the article was a great photo of a serious-looking Gerald Crew holding one of the plaster casts. Uh, And I read somewhere that he was asked to smile by the photographer, but he refused, saying... That if he did, then someone would accuse me of trickery. Right. Yeah. I, sw- I switched from talking about him in the third person to the first person mid-sentence there. Sorry about that. Only tricksters smile. <laughs> so is he like frowning in the photo? He's just looking very earnest. <laughs> He's going, ah! oh. <laughs> He's doing sharkers. With his tongue out. Yeah. That'll take me seriously now. <laughs> the beast's footprint measured... 18 by 7 inches, and according to Crew's measurements, had a 50-inch walking stride. Whoa. What do you mean? <laughs> in between steps. Right. What's a step? <laughs> oh, dear. So that's a 50-inch, what's that, 1.25 metres. So that's a pretty big stride. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm about that- 1.2. So I'm definitely not a big foot. Thank God. Got a got a pretty tight hamstring as well. Mm. Can't stride out. You got to stretch before bed. Yeah, you got to. And, and morning. Morning. <laughs> every every like twelve hours on the hour. According to Genzoli's article, the creature was a regular visitor to the area, saying the latest appearance of the huge thing, like that description, mm. individual or animal, occurred again sometime Wednesday night or early Thursday morning. The country is some of Humboldt's county's deepest wilderness where not a lot of natural secrets are known to the white man. This story kicked off big media attention locally before even being picked up internationally and, and really st- this was what where Bigfoot mania began. With like, this story. like Beatlemania? Yes. But before. Yeah. Beatles were, were just, a, I think they were forming around this time. At least three of them, maybe they were... They what, were... late 50s? Yeah. There were stories that a man named Ray Wallace, a known trickster and brother of a worker on the site or a construction worker himself, depending on which article I'm quoting from, was responsible for the footprints. This was a story going around, right? But apparently Wallace wasn't keen to talk about it. 
reporter uh, reportedly telling a journalist named Bill Chambers that he didn't want to be made a laughing stock of. That does not sound like a very good prankster. Yeah, he does like not, that. That's yeah, what you want. Does not want a laughing stock. I don't want to elicit laughter. Yeah, in any way. I'm a very serious artist. You're in the wrong biz. Did you ever see anyone laugh at the show Punked? Nah. I don't think so. I rest my case. That's probably true. Those pranks are not funny. They are not. Wallace died in 2002 at the age of 84, and after this time apparently his family came forward to confirm that Wallace was in fact responsible for the footprints. From what I read, it wasn't clear whether or not this meant that Wallace himself was some sort of a Bigfoot or if he faked the footprints. (laughs) I think people probably would have noticed just in, like, interviewing him that he had super huge feet. 18-inch feet. And they would have been quite out of proportion with the rest of his body, so it would have been quite noticeable. Again, I I didn't get a chance to interview him either. Of course, of course. Wasn't able to make that. I would assume it's the latter. Okay. Imagine if a little prank that you did created something as famous as Bigfoot. That would be wouldn't that be amazing? Be so, that'd be so great. But I mean, the people, the true believers, still believe these footprints are genuine. Um, and the area of Bluff Creek continues to be a hotspot for Bigfoot trackers, and that's because of this one and also another. There's been a lot of sightings around that area, but often you know where people go to look for something, they will find something. If you know what I mean, but. Another one of the most famous um, stories occurred uh, right here in this location. Right. In Brunswick. The stu- in the studio. <laughs> in the studio, You yeah. did sort of point with your hand a little bit. In, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm vividly telling this story. Oh, you're there. <laughs> I'm there. You're wearing like... I'm in Bluff Creek right wearing now. Like oh, a- sorry. I'm just vividly telling a story. I'm just really in... I'm in. ...the story. Sorry if you're not... You, have I not got you guys in? Sorry for not being vivid. Can't you smell... The skunk ape. I can smell oh, some yeah. cabbage, some swamp cabbage. I can smell man. a man. I can smell a man. <laughs> but you like, there's so many ways, uh, reasons why a family might come forward and 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 say this, even though it wasn't true. Maybe the feds got to them. Oh, the do you think about feds. that? Or maybe some other, you know, secret organization that we don't even know about who who keep the Bigfoot under wraps. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh my God, it's expanding like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products or you offer services like massage. 
or oh. nails. Oh my gosh. Or uh, consulting. Should we after this get Manny Petty? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh, yeah. It looks like Jess has just uploaded something, What it? but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organise your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, Bluff Creek was also the location for the famous... Patterson Gimlin film. Have you guys heard of this? <gasps> yes. <gasps> no. Je- I'm sure. Have you seen it, Jess? The the footage. It's of him walking. Is it oh not? yes. Bigfoot walking. <laughs> I thought you meant film, like motion picture. It is. Oh. It is a motion. There is. Mo- it's a motion picture. Okay. Of him walking. Right. But it's about like, a minute, like, minute long. Yeah. Okay. But it's not a. a it's not a feature length. Not a feature length film nominated for an Oscar. Oh. It's just a moving. What, it's a, just a film. what a cruel way to find out! <laughs> in some ways, you're less impressed by a feature <laughs> yeah. film nominated for an Oscar versus a, a an actual film of Bigfoot. Correct. Oh, there you go. So Show me the art. It's the it's the most famous evidence. Yeah. I'm inverting you... commas with my fingers there because some people don't believe it. Sorry. What? I'm sorry. Naysayers. Yes, I've called them that somewhere in here. Anyway, um, the film was shot in 1967 and it shows a big muscular humanoid ape with large breasts casually walking upright through a forest clearing. The quality of the footage is a bit dicey, but it's pretty clear. It's the best anyone's ever come up with that hasn't been instantly shut down as, as, as BS. Sure. Short for bullshit, Dave. Oh, thank you. The video is named for Roger Patterson and Bob Giblin. The men who shot the footage. Both Patterson and Gimlin had been amateur boxers and rodeo cowboys. Ooh. So they hadn't been hit in the head at all. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. No, they were potentially really good at both of those things. Uh, there is plenty of conjecture about the film. They wouldn't have been amateurs if they were really good at it. No, no. They, well, okay. Most they were humble. They were just humble. It was a different time. Uh, so there's plenty of conjecture about the film's authenticity, and even Patterson and Gimlin's stories of what happened that day uh, have have had doubt cast around them. Right? Some say that they, well, I mean, if they think the movie's made up, I guess they would assume the whole story is made up. To mm. be honest, but here's how the story goes: On Friday, the twentieth of October, Patterson and Gimlin were searching for Bigfoot on horseback around Bluff Creek. When they rounded a corner, they saw the hairy figure. Later known as Paddy, that's what the the the, the beast in that film is is now nicknamed Paddy. Nicknamed Paddy, yeah. Oh, I don't know if it's it? after him or not. Maybe it's because of the Pat- Patterson Gimlin film. I should have probably looked that up. Anyway, hmm. they so they saw Paddy. Uh, Patterson dismounted and runs towards the beast before pulling out a video camera he's hired for to obviously for this purpose. They were looking for it. 
and he shot the famous footage. At first, it's a bit shaky, but then he sort of stabilizes. And the middle section of the film is the clearest, which is also includes the most famous shot in in all Bigfoot history. It's the one you'd probably picture if you're imagining Bigfoot, um, unless you're thinking Harry and the Hendersons with John Lithgow as the father of the Hendersons. That's that's two. My God, he's in every film. Two Lithgows in two weeks. He is a talented and versatile man. He certainly is. Seeing double Lithgow, four Four Lithgows. uh, so th- this famous part of the film is is you know it's pretty stable, and the the beast sort of turns his head or her head, sorry, to look at the camera and flips the bird. And flips the bird, you and then that? rollerblades off. <laughs> rollerblades, yeah, it's real sick. <laughs> Eat shit, suckers. <laughs> That's a flip. It's fucking cool, man. So that frame is frame three hundred and fifty-two. That's the famous frame. Oh, the one where it's eye contact. Is yeah, where it's turned its head and it's looking at the camera. Um, on YouTube, which I, I I watched it and then I read some of the comments for I reckon maybe forty five minutes, which is <laughs> what some people would argue is a great way to spend your time, <laughs> me included. Uh, so uh, some of the people who are arguing in the comments about this frame, some saying that the look proves it's real, saying stuff like if you're a man in a suit, why would you look towards the camera? It's ridiculous, right? But if you didn't want people to think you're a man in a suit, you would look at the camera. I, I assume think, people countered with that. Yeah, I think, yeah, people countered with all sorts. Like, some arguments were like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And some, argu- some arguments were like, what are you no, talking about? It's a about? double bluff. And they're like, no, it's a quadruple bluff. <laughs> Four <laughs> crusties. <laughs> uh, so so I reckon there's probably a few different reasons. Personally, when, I, when people were saying that, my thoughts were like, you know, maybe that look was just to see if the camera was rolling because it was the 20th take. And oh, like, yeah. is, are we doing this again? Um, you know what I mean? So if if it was a fake, then it, it's unlikely that was the first take. Yeah, right? like professional actors accidentally look at the camera all the time and they have to reshoot a scene, and they're professionals. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You sometimes you, you clock the camera, no doubt. Jess, I saw you do that one time. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, yeah, I do it all the time, accidentally. Well. Why do you always wink then when you do it? It's an accident. <laughs> I'm naturally charming. <laughs> naturally winking. Is Bigfoot winking at me? <laughs> is, that, is that rolling? Wink. <laughs> so anyway, not long after the head turn, kept walking, disappeared out of view. The video is something Did he like say, a hey, I'm on. walking here? Yeah. And how does it disappear out of view? Just out of frame? Because you can move a camera. Well, into sort of <laughs> trees and stuff. Hmm. Behind stuff, and then right, came then. out a little bit briefly, and then went back away again. I never thought about this. Is there any audio on the video I saw? It's there Chewbacca. was. It was ominous music. Dun uh, dun. I get nothing for the chewy sound. Oh no! Oh, just going with the report. That was very good chewy sound, Jess. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank can you, you. Can you do it again? No. Now nah, go on. <laughs> no, now I'm shy. <laughs> oh, she's winking again. <laughs> Following the sighting, the pair continued to track Paddy uh, until the terrain made it too difficult. Then they made, they went back, made, uh, got some plaster, Paris or whatever, made plaster casts of the footprints, which is still seen as being, you know, by a lot as as great proof of the authenticity of it all. Um, but there were some inconsistencies between their stories. I don't know. Did I mention that before? For instance, yeah. Patterson said the Bigfoot was between six and a half and seven feet tall, whereas Gimlin said six foot flat, 
right? And that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's half a foot to a full foot difference. In height, it's quite a big... That is quite a lot. But if, if someone's a long way away, say if there was an NBA basketball player 15 metres away from me, I probably couldn't tell you how tall they And also are. super bulky. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I don't see that as being no, necessarily... I think that's really hard. Something other people say is like, uh, Patterson, some people say, like, skeptics say he's a known liar. He's spent his whole life lying, right? Some, that's what some say. He also changed it so it was, I think later he was saying seven and a half feet. Like, he, it grew in his memory as time. But that's also something that can happen. Also, to go back to that YouTube comment thing again, if it was planned, wouldn't they agree, all right, it was 6-6 six, six, exactly? Exactly. That's that's an argument that uh, believers um, counter with all the time. They say, if anything, it's proof that it is real. Yeah, because if it was all staged, they'd all be like, yeah, he was this colour, exactly, what? blah, blah, and we had to return the costume by 4.30, otherwise <laughs> we'd have to pay for two days. <laughs> Wait. Shit. Forget that last bit. <laughs> uh, the timeline in the pair's story has also come under scrutiny with sceptics. With some saying the things they said happened on the day could not have possibly all fit into their timeline. It was a pretty jam-packed afternoon. They're like, and then we went back to the camp on horseback and it was this (laughs) far away and then we went back and did the plasters and then they sent off the film and they're like, it doesn't add up. It would have been very hard to happen. Some have looked into it and the flight they said they sent the film on, though that day that they said it was, the planes were all grounded. Oh, okay, that's a bit dodge. That's what, and Mm. but then... Others say it wouldn't have happened on that date, and there's, there's all there's some murky stuff around. So people, non-believers, are like it's definitely bullshit, but still, so many people are like definitely real, right? Anyway, um, and there are plenty of naysayers about the video, mm. uh, Jess, um, because you could argue it is almost definitely bullshit, right? <laughs> I wouldn't, but you could argue that you could, but that's boring to me. I think it's boring to hear what the skeptics talk about. Um, so. One one thing they do say that makes sense to me is that if it is real, there's got to be plenty of them around to breed and, and go on and that sort of stuff. So if that's the case, why hasn't anyone ever found a Bigfoot body or, or bones or anything, right? Um, and one argument I've just come up with now is that they're immortal. Um, they live forever. Oh, that yeah. would make sense. You that never find a dead body. Or they all spontaneously combust. Yes, my favourite that form is a, of death. Exactly. So there are there are definitely reasons why this would be, or that they're super intelligent and over the years have figured out ways of evading us, and they've got you know their own system to dispose of each other's bodies, or maybe mole people. Mole people, exactly. Could be FBI. So there could be an agency covering. You know, there are there are possi- there's lots of possibilities. But anyway, the naysayers are kind of party poopers, right? So that's boring. Um, let's hear. From some of the yay sayers. <laughs> uh, one thing about the video that keeps many believers excited is the way Patty moves. They love the way she moves. Mm. Got a moonwalk? No, no, it's all it's all forward earth walking. So they didn't create the moonwalk before Michael Jackson. No, someone did though, didn't they? Who did that? Yeah, I think I. Bowie. Bowie. I don't. Okay. Uh, uh, believers say that the walk is unlike any human would or even could walk, right? According to an article published for the Oregon Public Broadcaster, the Professor of Anatomy and Anthropology at Idaho State University, Spuds Club, Jeffrey Meldrum... Go Spuds! ...is one of the few academics to openly study Sasquatch, and he is a believer, saying, this is a quote, it's all so easy to say, obviously that's a man in a fursuit, until you see it up against a man in a fursuit. suit." <laughs> And you go, that 
that's a man in a fursuit. That can't be a man in a fursuit. And is he suit. saying that whilst he's wearing a fursuit? <laughs> he's just got a fetish. Just for credibility? Yeah. Yeah, huh? he's, he's sort of photoshopping himself in, going, look, this is a man in a fursuit. <laughs> he's like jauntily work, walking next to Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> That's not a man in a fursuit. This, this is, is a man in a fursuit. Darren, put the song on. Just prancing around in a fursuit. And that's why I am the professor of Idaho. <laughs> I'm the professor of Idaho. Self-described. <laughs> um, Meldrum, um, to bolster his argument, he points to the movie Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Which is men in fursuits. Yes. But Just, as, so, Dave, I don't know if he if he picked that up. So, as all academics do, have you ever seen the film Godzilla? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he points to the film. But I, I sort of get his I get his logic here somewhat. He says, "Wait um, a minute, Statue of Liberty." <laughs> if that was our planet. <laughs> when Homer does that, man, it's so funny. Fuck, it's so many Simpsons references. Uh, oh, it's mainly four crusties. The the first uh, of the Planet of the Apes movies um, came out around the same time as the Patterson Gimlin film, right? So you could argue that they could be compared in terms of if you're saying they're both suits, okay. technology got, wise, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Planet of the Apes first movie, 1969, was nominated for the Oscar for best costume design. So was it the you know the cutting edge? Big budget film, a lot of money into the costumes, but it like it looks shitty. His argument is this is what Hollywood's come up with, pretty unbelievable things when compared to this, that these rodeo clowns or whatever they were, they weren't clowns, but anyway, not in the yeah. not in that sense. Of the rodeo word. boxes, boxes. That's right. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm over explaining something that is obviously clear already. What his point was. <laughs> Um, uh, of the Planet of the Apes, apes Meldrum suggests they look like big, hairy Pillsbury doughboys when compared to the Patterson-Gimlin film Ape Paddy. Not Ape. Ape Man. Not Ape Man. Bigfoot. Did Patterson and Gimlin, did they win the Academy Award for Best Picture over Planet of the Apes that year? That's something I did. Only... For not Best Picture, pardon me, Best Costume. They yes. should have. Mm. They should really should have. Mm. Uh, according to the article, he shows the Patterson-Gimlin film to his students at university and asks them to critically analyse it. They start at the head and they can see the trapezius. They can see the deltoid, erector spine down the back, shoulder blades moving under the skin, the quads contract when they're supposed to contract, none of which ever show up in a cheap off-the-shelf yeah, costume. that's true. Can't see dem quads. Yeah, so all these, and it's a big... Big, muscly beast, right? So that's a, that's an interesting thing. Um, debate continues to rage on about the film. Was it a hoax or just through dumb luck, these two rodeo riders lucked in a costume that behaved in a more believable way than the high-tech Hollywood ones? Which nah. is, which, which, I mean, it's that's possible, but, yeah, I agree with not you, Not by luck. Yeah, not by luck. Like they just happened to go to a really good costume shop. The other things some people will say is um, the way the film was shot, um, they're not sure how many frames per second and that affects how the movements work. So maybe it's just like all these things lined up to make it look like, mm. which is starting to sound a bit like conspiracy theories on the other side. They're, they're the kind of things people say yeah. about the moon landing video and stuff. So, uh, But then if it's real, are they just two of the luckiest or the two luckiest 
Bigfoot hunters of all time who just happened to be there when one walked past. I mean, they were there in a place they believed that it and was They went looking be. for him. But so have thousands and thousands of others. And they were the only ones still 50 years later, over 50 years later, still the only ones who've got any sort of decent footage of it. Are they that lucky? If, if it's real, that's what we're, we have to believe. And that they're immortal, obviously, because they don't have never left a body behind. Mm. Um, it feels like an argument similar to religion to me. Like those who want to believe in Bigfoot will continue to do so no matter what the skeptics say. Um, and then in the other way around, uh, short of physical evidence or a personal sighting, no one is, uh, none of the skeptics are going to budge either. Doesn't, don't you reckon it feels like that? Because there's been so many arguments both sides for so long. 50 plus years and they're still yeah totally and i have my, in both instances my argument is really yeah but really yeah yeah is that your argument is argument, it just when it comes to religion and and can, bigfoot can you represent really? me in court but really oh fuck he is good really oh let her off <sighs> she's off this guy is tedious. <laughs> Not guilty. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, Dave, shut up. Shut up now. Your job here is done. Uh, a man named Bob Hieronymus came forward to claim that he was the man who wore the costume in the film and he has passed a lie detector test saying that he, he was the man in the suit, right? Really? Really? <laughs> when did he come forward? He came out decades later. Right. His story was that he, um, being involved in this fraud, he felt like he would have got in trouble, right? He was meant to get paid. Patterson never paid him is how the story goes. He was meant to get a 1000 bucks that day of work. So it was meant to be good money. He never collected the money and he stopped fighting for it. He stopped chasing it because he was like, it's blowing up. It's get, getting a lot of attention. I don't want to be associated with it because he was nervous that he was going to get in trouble for that. Um, so that that was his reason for not coming out for a long time until okay. a long time later. You wouldn't get in trouble though. Not, no, not I wouldn't crime. have thought so. So it feels like yeah, it's a, he was at least very naive, or that's just a story. It's possible that it is a man in a suit, and this guy isn't that man as well. You know. Um, also, I read that Patterson also passed a lie detector test, saying that it is all real. So lie detector tests are, aren't foolproof. Oh, clearly. Someone's lying. Yeah, they've they've contradicted each other. <laughs> Someone there. has to be lying. Um, yeah, and I think we've known that for a long time. They're not allowed, like, they're inadmissible or admissible. Inadmissible in court. Admissible? I'm not sure. I, don't, I yeah, think it's do inadmissible, ever, right? Yeah, I, don't think, I never hear of them being used in Australia. Yeah, I don't think, even, or America, I don't think they're, they're, they're seen as being um, consistently. But they are a enough. great. Plot point. Great plot point. Totally. And, and very fun to watch. Yeah. The little needle go... On a reality <laughs> show or something. Love it. And they're like sweating. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Looking all tense. Of like, the... And they're strapped to like something that looks similar to the electric chair. Yeah. Of the two filmmakers, Patterson died of cancer only a few years after the film was made. Uh, Gimlin, on the other hand, still lives and ma- maintains... Really? Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> that was legit. That's how good I am. I convinced myself I was surprised. Um, and so he still be- uh, maintains that the film is legit. Um, around 50 years after the film was shot, he was interviewed by Outside Magazine and he said that he wished he'd never went looking for the creature, saying that Bigfoot has ruined his life. Jesus. Um, he, he sort of got pushed out of getting royalties from the film, which 
apparently just made a lot of money. It collects royalties, which is insane. So yeah. why did he get pushed out of his the Assault Survivor? Some sort of legal deal, but I, this was bef- I think soon after it happened. I think he mm. he got squeezed out somehow. Some sort of legal thing. Probably had had a bad a good lawyer like yeah. you, but just really? couldn't quite get the job done. Really? <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't give this guy any money. Really? He felt like he he was in a lose lose situation, right? Like, um, either way, it, no matter what people thought, they either either thought he was a space cadet for believing in Bigfoot, or he was a liar. Yeah. You know, like most people, apart from the true believers, um, everyone else thought he was sort of him negatively, one way or another. Right? Bit kooky. Um, at the time, he said back at like way back, he said, "I can understand why they don't believe in it because I didn't believe in it either. But I saw one, and I know what I saw, and I know it wasn't a man in a suit. It couldn't have been." Imagine if, it, if he filmed. Actually, there is a, a scenario. I thought of this too, where they both passed the lie detector test because he he yeah. honestly thinks he's seeing a real man, and yes. that is a man in a suit. So they're both telling the truth. Yeah. Yes, and that and some people have put that forward as a suggestion as well. Oh, no, th- we're not I, clever. No, no, you are. Um, I didn't think of that until I read someone say it. But um, like that, he was a prank. The Bob Hieronymus guy. I think he said he was organised to do it by yeah. Patterson. So that in that case doesn't work. But it could be if Hieronymus is full of shit, Gimlin. Could have th- thought he saw it, even though he didn't. Potentially, Ugh, that was a confusing. And thing. of the two filmmakers, one of them might have been in on it, like to prank their friend, yeah. and That's then it true. blows up, and you're like, "I just better keep my mouth shut." There are. There's also talk that Patterson was uh, in it for money. He knew he was. He didn't have long left, and he wanted to leave um, an income stream for his uh, his partner. God, what? You, but I would you think know, of that? Out of all the things to do, yeah. I mean, just create a drug lab like Breaking Bad or something. Yeah, <laughs> or just. Go to the casino. Yeah, don't. T- All right, what I'm going to do is create a 10 second film of Bigfoot, <laughs> and that will keep royalties in my family for the next 50 years. It's a real roll of the dice. It's a real roll. Yeah. That's that's the casino of life. And Jess. all I have to do ah. is spend $1,000 to pay a man to dress up in a suit and hire an expensive camera. <laughs> Which I think, yeah, I think a company, he got a company to pay for all those things. I think he was a real, he's one of our classic, charismatic, good talkers. A kind of a swindler guy, a which Perkins. we come up a lot. Yes, the Perkins, <laughs> the Perkins archetype. Really? <laughs> so that's um. I mean, honestly, there's so many different paths I could have gone down. Sure. And, and even just in that story alone, it's so much that has been untouched there. But I've, I've sort of thought I'd finish with a, a few little fun facts. Um, there's quite a few here though. Uh, I will decide. Sorry, attempted fun facts. Mm, facts at this stage. This is the first one. <laughs> but, but are they really facts? <laughs> really? <laughs> you know how I was talking earlier about Harry and the Hendersons, which I remember watching when I was a kid. Uh, I'm going to need John you to Lith- recap. Lithgow. I don't actually know Harry and the Hendersons. It's, I played along. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so it was a film where like, they, they found a Bigfoot and then as a comedy and then he sort of lived as an adopted family member. <laughs> Really? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. This was a film. Kind of reminds me of Encino Man. And it, yeah, I guess it's Buddy. Like, without the abs. But anyway, it, there was sort of a spin off sitcom with different actors that ran for a few seasons as well. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So it was, it, was a, it was a big thing, Harry and the Hendersons. Um, but this is what I, that's not the fun fact necessarily. What I thought was a fun fact. You know how in the Harry Potter episode we were giving shit to America for renaming. Some of the Harry Potter movies. Oh, yeah. 
Well, in the UK, Harry and the Hendersons was released as Bigfoot and the Hendersons. <laughs> they didn't think that the Bigfoot on the poster, <laughs> on the poster would be enough for the UK audiences. Isn't it? Is that fun? Yeah. Yeah, like the UK audiences would sort see of like the poster. The they'd see the poster and go, wow, that's a really hairy big man with large feet. I assume like, John Lithgow's <laughs> Harry yeah. and the others are the Hendersons. What's this? Is that their pet? <laughs> Is this some sort of typo? <laughs> but like in image form. But it also makes it a really, it just sounds such like a, it becomes a real dumb name for a movie to me. Bigfoot and the Hendersons yeah. is like, although it sounds no good. It's a bit I w- too obvious. I wouldn't have needed you to explain to me the concept behind it. That's true. If you told me Bigfoot and the Hendersons, I would have been right there with you. You would have been like, moves in with John Lithgow's family. <laughs> of course. And of course, there'll be some sort of spin off series for a few seasons with yeah. different actors. So that feels that. like, uh, on, on Justice Scale, that is not a, quite a fun fact. Not quite. Um, this one, this next one maybe is in a similar boat, but it, I, I thought, um, thinking back to Mothman, I'm like, there's got to be some festivals, right? And it turns out there are so many Bigfoot festivals in really? America. Really? So many, right? <laughs> that was a genuine one again. <laughs> I found a listicle that named the top five. Fuck, I love listicles. Wow, there's a top five. Yeah, and the number one they listed uh, was the Honobia Bigfoot Festival, which takes place on a Christian mission in Honobia, Oklahoma. Events there include helicopter rides. uh, (laughs) Okay. Bigfoot rides. (laughs) Yeah, I know. This is like, there's not a lot. There's a couple of things where they're just like put... Bigfoot at the start of it. But is the that's, helicopter so you can go and look for it? I guess that's that's got to be the angle, uh, right? Bigfoot eating contest, there's, Bigfoot rides. There's the Bigfoot 5K run. Bigfoot fashion parade. <laughs> Compare your foot size to Bigfoot's foot. Everything foot else is in, in normal, um, you know, normal spelling, normal caps, normal lowercase, right? But then one is kid zone, all caps. <laughs> <laughs> Is it kids with a Z? No. Damn it. No, is it right. zone with a Z? Yes. Oh, oh that's pretty really? rad. <laughs> uh, they also advertise they've got a face painter named Faces by Wendy. <laughs> that's pretty th- on theme. And a street performer called Hillbilly Willie. <laughs> Hillbilly Willie. Well, I'm Hillbilly Willie and I can juggle on top of a ladder. <laughs> is, that Hill, is that him? It's that a, it just seems Willie? like there's not all that much Bigfoot stuff going on. Nah, it's just, just, it's, it's there is an artwork contest, though. It's, it's called the Bigfoot Artwork Contest. Ah. So I guess, and it says you could do anything. It could be. Also, it doesn't have to be Bigfoot related. Yeah, no, I think it might have to be, but it could be a painting <laughs> oh, or a sculpture or whatever. Photograph. Oh, it costs you five bucks to enter. I've already made the fucking art, mate. Thanks for letting me know. (laughs) You were looking like you were ready to go. You don't have five bucks to spare on this. I'm the artsy one after all. This also confused me, but this could be just a typo. I'm not really worthy of our time on this podcast. But anyway, it goes movie Saturday night at 6 p.m. And then confusingly it says festival is over at 5 p.m. each day. (laughs) So I don't know quite how that works. Has the organizer just scheduled a movie night for himself and accidentally put it in that calendar? Yes, I think that... Uh, my wife and I will be watching a movie. You are not invited. <laughs> That's just at our home. But I just don't want to forget to Is rent an... Home Alone too. I've got to go to Blockbuster my way home. All right, it's Harry and the Hendersons for sure. <laughs> All of that. Surely there's a fun fact in there somewhere. I yeah, think the yeah. fact that it costs five bucks to enter the art show is the fun fact. Well, I well I'm helico- very confused by what <laughs> incorporates. I thought helicopter rides was fun. 
just the fact that there's a festival is fun. Yes. Why did you just blank? I was, I was said incorporates, but that's not the word I meant. Anyway, <laughs> Hillbilly Willie it was what I thought made that fun. <laughs> yes. And then finally, I, this is this is another listicle because I know you love listicles. Love them. And I love the word yeah. listicle. Because you bloody love uh, portmanteaus. Oh, I love them. <laughs> bloody love, she loves them. She loves them. I love them. They're so fun. Uh, so th- this listicle was on theweek.com and it's called 11 Crazy Bigfoot Conspiracy Theories and they're all great. 11 is an annoying number. <laughs> I, won't, I won't go through them all. Just One read, of them is an irrelevant. Like, just read 10. They okay. can't all be good. Uh, sorry, let's say 10. Thank you. Great. Now Crisis I'm back averted. on board. How's, this is a, a DNA test proved that Bigfoot is part human, a hybrid, right? And this was... This study was done by Texas veterinarian Melba S. Ketchum. Okay. Claims, this is something that no one has officially done, but apparently claims to have Sasquatch DNA somehow and <laughs> and reckons it includes human DNA. Okay, so okay. is there just some weird cult out there fucking bears? Yes. Because what's oh, the other half? <laughs> yeah. Apparently she went on to insist that uh, that they're an indigenous people and immediately should have protection of their human and constitutional rights. And the right to bear arms. Yes. <laughs> That's, That's what obviously she meant. up top. We uh, should give them weapons. <laughs> uh, we should give them the right to call a lawyer yeah. and one family member. And remain silent. Mm-hmm. Anything they say. <laughs> Any grunt they make. <laughs> Can and will be used as evidence. This one was this one's Full on. Uh, apparently there's a conspiracy that the government secretly removed burnt Sasquatch corpses from Mount St. Helens after the 1980 eruption. So apparently Mount St. Helens was already known as a real hotspot for, for ape men sightings. So I'm doing um, jazz hands, jazz hands. Um, since the 20s. Uh, and apparently there were a few eyewitnesses who reported seeing federal helicopters carrying off the charred remains of several Sasquatches from the area. Several. Yeah. Wow. Charred remains. Yeah. that Doesn't that make it sound like it could be... The, the fact that they're charred remains makes it tricky. Mm. Flying in a helicopter, you're like, oh, no. From a distance. I, I can, can tell spot what that Bigfoot is. charred remains from anywhere. Oh, I was imagining that they were in like a, a net flown oh. below. That it, doesn't make sense. It, especially when you're trying to take them away. Why would you be doing that? They're in it. They were hanging below in a display case. Yeah, imagine if you were with a big and a skyrider following him, saying, "Child remains (laughs) of ape men. Don't tell anyone." Shh. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if you're on a at a Bigfoot festival and you did the helicopter ride and you looked down and the helicopter you were in was carrying around the child remains. (laughs) Oh look, I found one. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up or I will crash this <laughs> helicopter. I will kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I want to protect this secret, even though I run the Bigfoot Festival. Oh. <laughs> to throw them off the scent. Interesting. People in the YouTube comments will say, well, the Bigfoot Festival founder would, would never found a Bigfoot Festival if, if they didn't exist, but they did exist. Am I right? Okay. I'm lost. Thumbs up if you agree. <laughs> <laughs> There's a another one here. Um in 1973, Pennsylvanian UFO researcher Stan Gordon said he noticed an increase in sightings of Sasquatches entering and exiting extraterrestrial vessels. He what? believes that they're actually aliens. Okay. Okay, well, he is 
probably inclined to say that about nearly everything. Um, this burger's an alien. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, no, very good. Washing the sheets, that's an alien concept to me. <laughs> I'll lie in my filth. <laughs> my human filth. <laughs> do a DNA test, do one. I'm part human. I mean all, all human. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just a couple more quick ones. I won't even do ten. Um, Sasquatches oh, appear in the Bible. What? A few modern creationists have argued that the giants briefly mentioned in the book of Genesis were actually early big feet. Giants? Oh, they've written big feet. Maybe it is big feet. Nah, big foots. <laughs> big foots. Definitely sounds smarter. Yeah. I don't remember there being giants in the Bible, but, I mean, I've never read it cover to cover. Oh, you got to read Genesis. You'll love the bit where they briefly mention giants. Oh. Um, is this one a good one to finish on? Sasquatches occasionally sodomise domestic cows. <laughs> so says a local farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Whose cows are acting suspiciously. <laughs> and definitely doesn't want to cop the blame himself. <laughs> I definitely didn't fuck those cows. <laughs> it was a Sasquatch. I didn't know this, but it says in this listicle, which I obviously can always always believe listicles. Is it, it the top ten things Bigfoot fuck? <laughs> It says animal-on-animal animal bestialities is far from uncommon. And apparently, according to more than a few farmers, they've witnessed male big feet, which they say here explicitly is the plural of Bigfoot. So oh. I've been... No. I mean, and I, I do... I trust a listicle more than... With my life. Um, <laughs> more than a few farmers have claimed to have seen male big feet getting intimate with some unfortunate bovines. I like how they phrase that. Yeah, this is a very funny listicle. Of course I'll the post farmers... Of course, the farmers say that. Gets pretty lonely out there. It was that wasn't. You, oh, did you see a big hairy male fucking a cow? That was yeah. That I saw it too. It was not me. Me, even though I was wearing my overalls, which is another thing. Big feet often I'm, wear my overalls. Known to wear. I, I want something. I must done have left it. them in the barn. They just helped themselves. Those dirty big feet. You mean those overalls that are just over there? In the corner, in your washing basket there. No, no, other one, other ones. I have multiple overalls. Oh, I see. Um, okay. So you want to end on that one? Should I? Really? I don't. I do, I do not have to. I reckon not, not, you're not going to get a better one than farmers banging a cow. Well, the, well, this is the other one. This is one that we sort of mentioned earlier. Sasquatches bury their dead. So that's one. Um, one theory cryptozoologists Hang on. have come up with. But if they bury their dead, that means they understand the concept of bit of digging, thus tunnelling. <gasps> that makes so much sense. Oh. Maybe they thought it was digging his own grave. And, and they're, they're like, like oh, oh, well, this is convenient. Let him continue. We're going to kill him in a minute anyway. Yeah, it's perfect. Unless what? Unless they call their dicks their dead, and when they talk about burying them, they're talking about in, in cows. Yeah, that's, I think that's it. There's a question, Matt, for you in the future. Edit that out or not? <laughs> you won't. I reckon you will. <laughs> um, so should we thank the people who have uh, kindly suggested this topic? Yes. We had uh, Daniel Amit here. Thank aim you, at, Daniel. Aim at where? Amit <laughs> here. Okay. Whatever you say, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Great job, Daniel. 
Uh, we also had Tony Martinez. Ah, Tony Martinez or Tony Martinez. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. And thank you, Daniel. And also Odin McCarthy. Thank you, Odin. A.K.A. Shrubmaster27. Shrubmaster. That's good, A.K.A. That's, I like it. That's his Twitter. Michael Saltenberger and Lenert Stales. Great names. I'd also like to thank Elizabeth King, Emily Knutson. Sorry about the pronunciation. I fucked that up last time I reckon it. And Sarah Clow. Why, it's a popular topic. I didn't even realise how many people had suggested it. That might be one of the most suggested ones we've had. That's heaps. Uh, Also, uh, Marcus Gallagher actually um, suggested the Patterson-Gimlin film in particular. Oh, cool. Well, we did a big big part there, so we can thank you also for suggesting that. Is that? That's everyone? Yeah, that's everyone. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys, for suggesting the topics. Yeah, we appreciate that, listeners suggesting topics. And you can do so at any time. Remember, there is a little link in the description of this episode that takes you to a little form where you can fill out and suggest a topic and also tell us why you think it's interesting. That's They're always really fun to read. Yes. Some people take it very seriously and some people make a joke. Both fine by me. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. Uh, the... Um, uh, this was also voted on in our golden hat for Patreon. Oh, thank you to those people that voted for it. Was it a landslide? I think it was something like 60%, so a relatively solid majority. Um, yes, but ju- just thinking about Patreon, it would be great to thank some of our Patreon supporters now. That is a fantastic idea. Yes, that's right. And to thank everyone in general that supports the show at patreon.com slash pod in exchange for your love and support. We'll give you love and bonus episodes, shout-outs, access to tickets, and all sorts of extra posts. Uh, we really appreciate everyone that does so. And let's thank a few now. Can I thank someone? Okay. That'd be so nice. Can I thank a should legend? We, should we give them a alternate Bigfoot name? So well, how there was Swamp Cabbage Man? Nah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, Stupid idea. No. no, no, I was just trying to compute it. I like no, it. No, it's, it's can you just you do, hate it. Can you do the first example and then I'll I'll jump in? Yep. Okay. I'd like to thank a legend from Adelaide where Matt has just been and where you had such a good time that we've decided we'll probably go there for a podcast sometime in the near future. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back there. And I'd like to thank, and hopefully we'll see when we do the show, Timothy Poulton. Shrubbery beast. <laughs> Timothy Poulton, the shrubbery beast. Shrubbery beast. Love yep. it. Ah, shrubbery. Who would win in a fight between the shrubbery master and the shrubbery beast? Ooh. Beast. Just like the master. Yeah. Oh, interesting. The master controls the beast. Oh. Sorry, Tim, you lost out there. And I'd also like to thank from Manchester in the UK, Nicole Carr. Oh, Matt, have a go. I, to be honest, I missed what you said at the start. I was trying to piece it together. So it's something to do with plants and monsters. It's just a different... Like or it could name, be anything. Another name for like a Yeti. All right, say, say, tell, say it again. I'll just, I'll just say what comes to me. Okay, from Manchester, <laughs> Manchester in the UK, it's Nicole Carr. Tractor, tractor monkey. Oh, that's an that's an old, it's an old ABC TV show in Australia. Yeah. Well, she won't know that. She'll think that's very interesting. Tractor monkey. Tractor I like monkey. it. And I imagine that's probably a phrase if that's why they call the show that. All it is on Wikipedia is the TV show. Okay, could just be a TV show. But right, there you go, Nicole Carr, the tractor monkey of the podcast. May I thank some people, please? Okay. I would like to thank from Dundee in Scotland. Oh, good. Okay. Scott 
McFarlane. Scott McFarlane, the broccoli bin boy. Broccoli bin boy. boy. Where did broccoli come from, Dave? Uh, Cabbage. Yes. Ah, okay. Broccoli bin boy. Yeah, I'm with you. Well done. So thank you, Scott. Broccoli bin boy, B, B, B. Oh, Ooh. that's good. The triple B. I triple love B. alliteration. That sounds much better than broccoli bin boy. <laughs> triple B. Triple Don't B. let anyone know what it stands for. Well, you for. triple B mine. That's what he says on Valentine's Day. Cute. To his love interest or future love interest. That's cute. Depending on where he is in his story arc. Mm. <laughs> And I'd also like to thank from my favourite city in the entire world. <gasps> Where's it going to be? Perth. I've, we've spoken about this so many times. You guys Is never Melbourne? listen to me. I imagine you'd live in the place that's your favourite. Otherwise, why wouldn't you move to the other place? It's Paris. Because our podcast is in Melbourne. Do you want me to move <gasps> is that to why it's Dublin? A... Oh, Dublin's a very nice city. It's my favourite place. And I would like to thank Jenny Lavelle. Holy moly. Good name, Jenny eh? Jenny Lavelle. I know. I, can I have a go at this one? Yes. Sure. Bell bottom dollar. Bell bottom dollar. Wow. Bet your bottom dollar. Bet you your... are an Annie fan. Tomorrow. Yeah. Bell, bottom bell bottoms are jeans. like a jeans, dollar, money. That's That doesn't quite work, does it? It's no. There's no wrong answer here. That's fine. Jenny can be the bell bottom dollar. What about <laughs> the. Try bell bottom something else. Maybe go B again, so it's BBB. Okay, the bell-bottom bull. Bell-bottom bull. Oh, that's good. So I you like picture it. that. It's a bull. Wearing w- jeans. Wearing like like old disco pants. Great. Uh, on how many legs? Two or four? Two. Oh, back yeah. legs, front legs? Back legs. <laughs> That'd be weird if it's just the front legs, wouldn't it? Yeah, they walk up because, yeah, everyone, that, that's, that's yeah. an old meme thing that went around, which would you do? You're definitely just back, back legs. Back legs. Shirt on the top yep. legs. Well, top legs. You know how <laughs> fucking animals work. <laughs> Drongos. Um, all right, can I thank a couple? Yes. And please don't let me do the things because I'm... All right. I reckon I'd, I want this one um, from Dave and I really would love just to take it home tonight. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> sure, yes. you seem like you've got a talent for this. That's not true at all. From one of my favourite suburbs of Melbourne. <gasps> Dublin? I'd love to thank from Sunshine North. Oh, what a lot! What a, I what hate a, Sunshine West, but North, you're I, back in the zone. I'm a big, you know, I'm a big West fan. Mm-hmm. And Sunshine, what a name for a town! Yeah, love it. From Sunshine North, I'd love to thank, love to thank and thank, in equal measure, Sam Abella. Sam Abella, the crab diver. Ooh, just a normal sort of job. Oh yeah. Or is he, he's a crab. He's a crab man. Right. Crab so man diver. Snorkeler, like he's got a snorkel in. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Do crabs need snorkels? This one does. So, he, so he's basically saying it's a crab. It's a crab. It's no, a crab. But... When I say it, I mean a good friend. But it's a giant Sam Abella. Like man-sized crab. Oh, man crab. Oh. Wouldn't you call it a man? Crab, crab man? man. Crab man diver. Crab man diver. Diving crab man. Yeah. Crab man diver. Sounds like a, Ooh, that's cool. a Ronnie James Dio song. Holy Diver. Is that that one? Yeah. What does he actually say? Is it Holy Diver? Holy Diver. Yeah, it was, it was uh, genuinely pretty close to that. I just changed. Crabby right. Diver. And I would also love to thank <laughs> oh, no. from Wollongong. Ooh. It's, an, it's an, a great city of Australia. Olivia Barnett. The Woolly Barn Owl. 
<laughs> oh, spooky. Man. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, it's, <laughs> so it's a humanoid. It, again, when I say it, I mean Olivia. Yep. Our good friend. Olivia is a human-sized owl, owl, but instead of feathers, wool. Yep. Wings, but man legs. Can she fly? Yes. Oh, and the wool doesn't hinder. Nah. But but if you get her wet. Can't fly. But the warmth stays in. Oh, yeah. Wool always keeps you warm. Really? Breathes really well. If it's wet. Mm. Even if it's wet. It's good survival material. Oh, that's why sheep wear it. Exactly. Hey, Dave, before we go, I'd I'd really love to mention this one. I met so many cool people in Adelaide, and it's almost doing a disservice to them to not mention them all, but... I had this. I had a great time uh, with one of them. Was called Loose Luke because he was clearly very not loose at all. And a classic ironic nickname, right? And his friend who was very loose. He was. He was. He'd had a couple of. Was his name Nerdy Nick? <laughs> his name was Jack, but his nickname was Fritzel. Oh. I didn't get to the bottom of that. Um, okay, you know one and Fritzel, and I don't want to. He said something nice about Jess, like Jess is great. Um, and then he goes. But what about Dave, that bloody Nazi synthesizer? (laughs) (laughs) Heil Hitler. (laughs) Wow, Nazi. Man, we laughed for so long. (laughs) Well, big shout out to all our friends in Adelaide. Thank you so much for tuning in there. And thanks for everyone for tuning in. Everywhere throughout the world. world. Uh, we'll be back next week with a, another brand new episode. But until then, we'll say thanks for listening and I will say goodbye. Laters. Bye. <laughs> Wait, that's not how you say it. Bye. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say it. That would have been unsatisfying. Sorry. Made me feel sick. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah.